love that song. Welcome, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks on this very, what seems to be busy, NBA trade deadline day. And I'm Alex Christensen. And joining me always is my Minnesota correspondent, Nappy in that sweatshirt there. Is there a way people can get that? Is there a way? Yeah. There, you still can get the sweatshirt. Obviously, we mention it every single day. You just sign up for WinBet, email. Um, I think it's contact at BetSperts. I'm going to make a little flyer of how to, you can contact the BetSperts Twitter account. There's a guy behind that that's more than happy to respond to your DMs, and get you on the list, send you a legitimate Under Armour sweatshirt to go along with your $500 risk-free bet. Links are in the pinned tweet of our brown bag bets account at brown bag bets on twitter you can find us on twitter chopping it up all day every day as well andy msfw at underscore noops with two o's <laughs> and uh yeah of course on betsperts andy and alex christensen but uh tough day yesterday my golf was i don't want to say unlike like if anybody knew knows ketley um Big Ten Watto, at Big Ten Watto. Tennis better. We'll get him on here sometime. I'll talk him into it. He has the worst beats. Like, he's a very talented better. He understands the market. He loses in incredible ways. He had it yesterday where a, a tennis a tennis player was down 5-1, to one, ended up winning that match 7-5 in the third set. That was kind of my golf. I had four of the seven matchups where my golfer was either tied or led going into the 18th. And you cannot lose multiple strokes on any hole. It's just one. And those were always, all four of them went, went tits up for me. The other, my opponent won the 18th hole four times, four out of four. You just got to smile, laugh, take the variance. At least Sergio won. That was my favorite one. That's the one I highlighted in the video clip. So Sergio ripped, ripped through it. And, you know, of the other two that, like, didn't do well, it was a lot of close matches. So match play is tricky. I think you're starting to see some of these guys' strategy. You're starting to see some of the some of the gamesmanship here. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I'll kind of get into that as we get later. But, uh Otherwise, it was a fun night. Uh, congratulations to um, the Waves, Pepperdine, taking down the CBI. They, you know, it's something I said early it's in true. the tournament in their first week. It's like, man, if they drove all the way from, or drove, if they flow all the way from the West Coast, from Malibu to come down to Daytona, they're probably pretty serious taking this seriously. And they certainly did. They ran through the tournament. They, uh, absolutely trucked they hit the second half over those i just put a few bucks on that for fun because it was the only thing on for me so a lot of fun we're done with that but we're back into the nit i'll break that down later but as always just because it's trade deadline day and we always do it anyway we'll start with the nba Indeed. Just one pick here today for me in the NBA. We do have five games. Still waiting on a few <laughs> things in terms of leans and whatnot. That'd be good, Andy. You put your face up there and I'll keep talking and everyone will be good. I could do like on. you do ventriloquism. That's right. Um, you know, Portland, Miami is the first game up. Miami's a three point favor. Pretty much everything there is right on my numbers. I keep going back and forth on whether or not to bet the Wizards. Um, they're plus three here against New York after getting thrashed the other night. Um, I think there will be a bounce back spot for them. There is a, a, a three and a half that I think is still around at a juicier price. I might talk myself into that. The Clippers are minus six and a half in San Antonio. I like that, but on a back to back, it's a three and four for the Clippers. There's almost certainly going to be some sort of late rest nonsense. 
So waiting on those two, Sacramento, Golden State, really hard to back Golden State without Curry and even harder to wager money on the Sacramento Kings. But that leaves us with the Philadelphia 76ers, my Philadelphia 76ers, laying five points against the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers, of course, without Anthony Davis, without LeBron James, um, just a really rough roster, frankly, without that. The Sixers still continue to not have Joel Embiid. Um, Seth Curry, I think, is questionable tonight, but that still leaves Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, uh, two decent big guys, and Dwight Howard and Tony Bradley. Um, you've got Tyrese Maxey playing very well. Korkmaz has been shooting the absolute crap out of the ball. Um, just a really talented team, even without Embiid. And I think that, again, there's there's a little overreaction to Embiid being out, and the Lakers still take, taking some support, which I think is interesting, um, despite missing those players. I have this out to almost eight myself, so minus five is good. Minus five and a half is okay. I'm seeing some sixes starting to pop up, maybe six at a lesser number, uh, but 76ers minus five and a half or better is good for me. And is your squad? Do you ever? Do you think you're tilted at all? Like not tilted, biased. I guess usually the other way. Are, are you? Pre- I, I feel like you're pretty good about it. Yeah, I feel like you've always been like, ah, uh, the Sixers suck. Like you're a bit of a Sixers fatalist. So, like you, you know, I don't bet That's all your plays usually, usually because I forget. But when you bet on the Sixers, I usually end up betting it just because. And it, it worked out. It worked out. Uh, I actually did so far this season. I didn't. I didn't realize. Uh-huh, like, uh, yeah, I didn't realize how that game actually went when they won by ten. Like, yeah. that was a nice, nice. Part. I, I thought it was by like, like oh. thirty-five, and then it was tied, and then they got. Yeah. I actually went to sleep while that was happening. Don't watch games, people. It's overrated. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm glad I didn't watch it. So, there's that. Um, like I mentioned earlier, WGC was a little goofy for me yesterday. I struggled with it. I woke up this morning. I looked at things, I had some ideas in my head and I was scrolling Twitter and I legitimately just retweeted a guy I follow and said, and I mean, here it is. I'm, I'm going to even make it full screen. I mean, I, I retweeted our guy, Dwayne D makes too. He's somebody I've talked to for honestly many years now. It's crazy how yeah. long I've been on Twitter talking to some of these assholes, but Dwayne has been <laughs> part of the tennis chat, golf chat. He loves college basketball. He's, our guy that bets way too many college basketball futures, but he kind of hit on basically everything I was looking at. I am going to double check some of these late ones. There are matchups that start at 4 PM Eastern. So uh, some of those late ones I didn't get to yet, but when I looked at some of these early ones, it's like, shit, I like all of this and God bless his heart. He bets at a local. So I did get better numbers than him. I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to give him shit about that. Like I always get five cents better. Cause I, because I, I do shop around, but he loves his locals down there in Texas. So um, just the Rory fade. Rory, as our friend JD will say, has a two-way miss right now. Rory is broken. Um, a good comment on the timeline to me joking around about Rory from Abnormal Distribution. He said, like, Rory did the same thing that Bryson did. He tried to, you know, add all this distance to his drive, and he kind of neglected other parts of his game, and it might have goofed up his mechanics a little, and he is broken right now. Anytime you can take anyone who has a decent shot at, at a dog price over Rory in a single matchup isn't yeah, isn't bad. And, yeah, like quarantine was goofy to some of these guys. He's still a great player. We, we kind of discussed this last summer. Like, man, he could he could pop at any time. He could just play like the champion he is, but it hasn't been. So Lanto, and that is at about three. That is one of the later ones. That's three Eastern, so you can still get on to that. Um, Zalatoris over Finau. Finau is struggling right now he is last off the tee um you're not going to get strokes gained for this but some people put it together 
I think he was last off the tee, last tee to green out of all the golfers yesterday. He's just not playing well. Zalatoris probably should have won his matchup yesterday. He played pretty well. So that's a cheap price over Tony. And again, I found a better price than that. Harmon over Decky, I'm going to ignore because it's already started. If you saw me tweet this morning, you could have got in on that. And it's not saying much right now, but Harmon is one up through four holes. So that's better than being down. Kisner over, yeah. Kisner over JT. I don't have a problem with JT, but I make these two a lot closer than, you know, maybe name recognition would. Justin Thomas is a, a fine player, but what, and again, I got this at like plus 140. So plus 140 for an excellent match play player in Kevin Kisner, I'll take. And uh, it's a yeah. big difference, I'd, the match versus the metal play. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons I like watching this. I wish there were more match play events. It's it's really fun to watch some of these guys that, I mean, a guy like Kevin Kisner, just it's almost impossible for him to win a metal play tournament given what he's going up against. But in this situation, being a smart golfer, knowing situations, knowing how to be aggressive in the right times, um, really kind of levels the playing field. So I love these events. Oh, and there are, yeah, there's a ton more strategy. It's not, you're not thinking as long-term like, all right, just don't blow up this hole because you need to, there's some attackable holes in the back nine. It's like, no, this guy is, he just, you know, sometimes they're advantaged to going first. Sometimes there's an advantage to going second. I know I heard somebody talk about that early in the week previewing this. They said, sometimes not being as long off the tee is an advantage because you get your second shot first on a yep. par four, you can if you put one really close to the pin, that guy who just hit the shit out of off the tee, he has he has to know like, well, you know, this guy's probably making that eight footer. I absolutely have to put one close, so he has to be uber aggressive to try to at least have the hole. And a lot of times that can backfire. So it's it's a lot yeah, of fun absolutely. to watch. It's it's frustrating. It was frustrating for me yesterday, but I love it. Obviously, I love the Ryder Cup. Um, I'm very excited. It's really the only other match play event. Maybe they will change a few more things to match play because it is a, and honestly, bring back the skins game. So kids, kids at a decent price here. That one starts. I mean, I think honestly is the, I just talked about it. I think that starts like right now. I'm not even sure you can bet on that again. And then uh, my big play yesterday that I spoke about at length, um, fading Lee Westwood again, this isn't Sergio. I like Sergio better. But uh, Mr. Wallace here at minus one thirty again. I think I got this at a buck twenty-five. This is one of the later ones too. This starts at about two Eastern, so you have time to price shop on this. Again, everything I said yesterday about Lee, love him. Recent form's great, but he is playing a little tired. Looking forward to the Masters, and there is something to be said for losing your first match here. It's awful hard to get out of the group. I think you get a full point for winning a match, a half point for having. Mm-hmm. And then the winner of the group advances. The other three men do not. So if you lose on Thursday, especially in a close match or maybe one you thought you had, it's going to be hard to get up for these last two. And that's really going to come into play tomorrow when there's some, you know, it's like uh, Davis Cup when you have dead rubbers and stuff like that. So there will be some matches with some people that are essentially eliminated. It'll be fun when we get into that tomorrow. So, like yeah. I said, just I played everything Dwayne played. I'm going to look at these late, late ones. If I have anything more, I'll add to it. Um, two Thanks, of my Dwayne, dust- for saving the time typing. Honestly, thank you, Dwayne. Um, and then again, sir, my the. The outrights I did play from early in the week, Sergio to win his group at a big number and DJ at a small number. They both got it done, so that's nice. Bryson and the other one didn't win. So even if I go two for two on those, 
and Still they were all money. plus. They were all plus money, so I like that. Um, Dennis, back to Miami. This is ongoing. This is like when? When are the finals? Like the next finals weekend? are going to be next week. So this is a tournament. It's it's it has 128 spots, like a grand slam, but there's a lot of buys. So instead of being a full two weeks, it's about like a week and a half. They start on a Tuesday, Wednesday, finish on a Saturday, Sunday. I believe the women will finish not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. And they've got some matches, like you said, going on right now. One of the plays, it was uh, it looks like it's a pretty good thing that uh, this started before we got on. I had the over in Alexandrova Podoroska. It's um. Well, we need Miss Potteros could really turn things around here and win the second set. But these next few matches here, these are all later in the afternoon. As I start to look at the schedule here, the first one up is that total Sabalenka Karankova. Um, was able to actually get 19 and a half games myself, but I love 20 here. Um, I would make this 21 or maybe a cheap 21 and a half. Uh, this will be Sabalenka's first match at this tournament. Um, it's really tough for a player to come in kind of cold like that. So Sabalenka's first match, she is generally a player that um, will blow sets. Uh, she has no struggle problem. And frankly, a long history, if you go back on look of coming in the first round of tournaments where she's had to have kind of a big travel spot, either that first set is very long or she even loses it. So like the over 21 there, as well as the over two and a half sets, I think there is a great chance that we see three sets here. I think if there is two sets, it's going to be like a 7-5, 6-4, 7-6 um six three kind of thing so i think it's gonna be a long two sets probably even three um so or no i'm sorry actually just for the sub seven sorry got distracted seven like a paraka but just the over 20 there um seven like a might drop a set but i just like the over 20 i think that's a better um angle sorry i got a little confused goff sevastava yeah guess who's guess who's back guess she's back back we love it Coco's playing this week, Sevastova. Um, now, unfortunately, she beat our underdog yesterday. Danilovich uh, was able to steal a set off her, but kind of collapsed late in the third there. Sevastova's, um, you know, experience really showed up in that third set tiebreaker. But she's back here playing Coco. Goff, again, I, I think there's a great chance we see two long sets, 7-5, seven, 7-6 seven, in one of them. So like the over 21, I'd have that at a, a juicy 21 and a half, maybe even a 22, honestly. And then the two and a half sets, you know, they keep giving us better than plus 150. This should be plus 140, maybe even less than that. So plus 155 looks like a great number. We're back to the golf overs, Andy. I know you love those. Yeah, that that's that's my that's my money bet. It's, you know, it's a piggy bank for me. Like, you know, the last one, we, we talked about one too much, and we're not even going to highlight it today. There's no clipping yeah, this. We can't it. talk. Shh, nobody talk about it. Just kind of let it yeah. take let it take its course. Well, just we're just gonna say it and move on like it's nothing. Last up, we have a parlay. You know, anytime you see all three names lumped together like this, I'm gonna parlay them together. It's Halep, Kavitova, and Schweitek. Um, you know, again, as I start to look at these matches, Iga Schweitek, it will be her first match against Barbara Krejcikova, who did get to play in the first round. Um, I'm seeing a price of anywhere from minus 215 to minus 225. I have this closer to minus 250, 260 myself. Schweitek is one of the best players on tour. She can do just about everything you want from anybody. And I, I struggle to see what Krejcikova is gonna be able to do better than her. Just really like that price there. Uh, Petra Kvitova. Now, this one is minus 500. She's playing Alizé Cornet. But, I, again, I have this closer to minus 600, almost minus 700. Um, a good head-to-head against Cornet. Kvitova has done very well in these courts. It's interesting because the courts themselves are very slow. But it's hot. It's humid. The balls, from what I've been told, are very lively. So it's actually a great place for power hitters. 
yes, on slow courts, other players are going to be able to run around and, and chase some of these balls, but they lack the real power you need to hit winners, to hit through some of the slowness on these courts where players like Kvitova and on the men's side, even a guy like John Isner, people would struggle to think of him doing well on these courts, but he's won this event um, and finished second. So a power player like Kvitova does really nicely here. So I have her as a bigger favorite. And then the first piece there was Simona Halep. I actually have her a little outright too in the tournament. Um, they're playing right now. So you have to wait till that's done either late tonight or very early tomorrow morning. Take a look at See if you get some live outrights. Anything with Halep, it's double digits will be good. But taking her money line here, she is playing Caroline Garcia. She's minus 350. I was joking with Andy before. I would have this, God, minus 500, minus 600. I just, even if Simona Halep gets hurt, she probably beats Caroline Garcia. So happy to back all three of these players. Again, no interest in playing them individually. So we'll take them, smack them all together in a parlay here at plus 115. I love a parlay like that. I know I still had my mute on. That's why my lips are moving. little ventriloquism magic there too. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm down for a parlay. I don't hate that. So um, NIT, I did mention we do have some NIT action. It's it's tough for me to take some sides here. There's some really good lines. Like essentially, there's some really good lines in all of this. Um, I'll just share this quick. Maybe I'll even zoom in a little on this. Um, it's it's pretty much where they need to be. Like I, I could I could get down with maybe a total here, but I mean Mississippi State Richmond. I'm always going to favor Richmond at this number, but it's tricky once you start dealing with um, you know. Uh, what do we got? Minus three. Oh, the total here is 136 and a half. I do have some respect for Mississippi State. And honestly, uh, Richmond has let me down enough, or maybe I am just done backing them. It's uh, It's been enough. Enough's enough for them. So I have this number pretty close. Um, I will say Mississippi State does, they turn the ball over a lot. It's like 315th in the nation for turnover rate. And Richmond is really decent at forcing turnovers. I think they're top 50. But again, one played in the SEC. You know, we've seen some of that um, kind of rear its ugly head. And, you know, you can make the argument both ways. So, you know, some people said, well, maybe Abilene Christian can't do it because they forced all these turnovers in the shitty league and then down goes Texas. So maybe that is kind of the equalizers turnovers here a little. Um, NC State, Colorado, this is a flip favorite. Um, NC State was a slight dog, I believe, the other day. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm mistaken on that. Either way, it's minus one and a half for NC State. They probably win. It's an ACC team versus a, a team I like in the Mountain West, but they certainly didn't play the level of competition. NC State's a decent team. They should probably be two, two and a half here. That's that's a slight lean, I suppose. Um, I really don't have much on Boise State, Memphis. Memphis is another team I like a lot, but this four, that's just about right. Same thing with the total. So Memphis was a squad. I backed to win their conference tournament. They did not get it done. Uh, the, last, the last one's a good one, though. Louisiana Tech, Western Kentucky, probably my two favorite teams out of their conference. I think if I go back and look at my blog, they were the two teams I actually backed uh, separately to win their conference. They both lost to North Texas, who obviously we saw got it done at least in the first week of the tournament. But, yeah, Western Kentucky had a really good one in the finals, overtime versus North Texas in the CUSA tournament. I would lean slightly to this under. I don't, uh, I, I don't know if it's ticking up or down. I'm gonna have to check some of the movement on this to see if even even uh, 
we saw any movement at all, but 36 and a half. I've seen some 36s out there. If you can get a 36 and a half, I'd play the under here. Honestly, the both the, neither of these games got to 130, I don't think. I'm going to actually pull that quick up. So they're in the same conference. They've played each other twice. So LTech and Western Kentucky played each other at least twice. Yeah, like I said, they both lost to North Texas in the tournament, so they didn't play each other. But, yeah, the first one, 66-64, that's 130. The other one, 63-58, so you're at 121. Those were both at Bowling Green, Kentucky. So Western Kentucky hosted both those. These teams haven't played for, like, a goddamn week. So, I don't know, neutral gym. Haven't played for a week. I don't. Uh, I don't know if I'm all about an over in a team. A couple teams that break it out in about the 120s normally. So that's probably my strongest lean. I didn't really play anything heavy, so I'll probably put a few bucks on that. If I come up with anything later, I will put it in the app and probably tweet. Other than that, Let's... guest tomorrow. We'll bring a guest in. We'll break down the Sweet 16. Right. Obviously, we'll still we'll still have our picks for the day. I'll still probably be playing some goddamn golf. Oh, there's tennis. I promise you. There's yeah, tennis. I I didn't have a I didn't have a shitload of time for uh, here and there and everything on Punta Cana. But if I uh, this afternoon's looking like I'm just gonna be sitting and listening to some podcasts, and not for pleasure for find research. Something. So I'm probably gonna sit there and do some Punta Cana research. I might have some round two Punta Cana plays. I'll definitely keep playing these matchups no matter how it goes because I'm gonna continue to run my numbers and try to get better at betting match play. And yeah, I'm guessing uh guests will have some plays for the weekend. So looking forward to the sweet sixteen, the elite eight into Tuesday. And for Alex and me, we thank you. And thanks for the hang. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.